Hello, friends. What you're about to listen to is a very special episode of Misconceptions. What you're about to listen to is the beginning of a crossover series between two shows, Misconceptions and Sins of the Father. Now, this crossover series takes place after episode 77 of Misconceptions and episode 2 of Sins of the Father. So, in case you haven't listened to either of the shows up to that point, you may get spoiled with information in this show. Just wanted to let you know, enjoy the crossover episodes. See you in the mid-roll. Yay! She sounds so official. I know. She's internet famous. What do you expect? You need the Disney Channel wand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Disney Channel. And you're watching the Disney Channel. <laughs> Have you seen the video? Uh, somebody traced like what they're actually drawing with the <laughs> wand. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I would I'm be sure. awful on the Disney Channel. They that would that contract would get broken so fast. They would just right? be like, "Marla, you you can't even what? Can you stop drawing dicks. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the Disney Channel. That's Mickey's dick." <laughs> Hello friends. My name is Marlo Bogus, and you're listening to the Misconceptions podcast. This episode opens up in a city. A city filled with towering skyscrapers and squat buildings wedged in between them. We see cars filthy with puddle water and grime and soot driving down trash-filled roads and streets. We see different people walking to and from their daily lives But inside each one of these people is a mythical force, a mythical nature that connects them to something bigger, uh, to a larger story. And as the camera pans over this city and ducks down into one of these uh, streets, uh, we see three people uh, walking along the sideway, or er, walking along the sidewalk of one of these streets, um, making furtive glances around them, kind of on their tiptoes, almost like they do not want to be seen. Um, but as the camera comes up to these three people, um, go ahead and describe yourselves. What do the audience see? So you see a 
y'all really wanted me to go first. <laughs> um, I know what I look like, David. I don't know how to use words. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you see a blonde-headed woman who looks like every other woman in the universe. Um, walking with a group and she has leggings on and a long shirt that she has tied into a knot um, at her waist Um, and tennis shoes and she's got short blonde hair and sunglasses on as she like looks around her um, and looks towards her peers, her friends, I'm going to say friends, she, and she looks towards her friends. Esther is redheaded, medium length hair, but it's in a bun under a hat. She's got a jean jacket on with a black t-shirt and some dark wash skinny jeans and tennis shoes. Bill is nondescript. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Uh, Bill is an older man but not like super old i guess to kids he's old um <laughs> he he has surprisingly pristine skin almost as though magically scrubbed of ink yeah he wears a button-up shirt with his sleeves rolled up some standard kind of oh what are those stupid pants called that Jeans. everyone wears <laughs> no <laughs> you know they're blue they're denim oh, I can't think of what they're called. So yeah, we'll just say he's, he wears blue jeans and, and some some worn out penny loafers. <laughs> I'm really concerned with what pants you cannot recall. It's it's going to drive me crazy. There's like a name slacks, for them. Slacks, cargo no, pants, sweatpants. No. Khakis. <laughs> no. Khakis. The uh, cowboy things. Wrangler? No. Hammer pants. It's going to kill me. <laughs> no. <laughs> The parachute pants, bell bottoms, the ones that go over your pants. <laughs> no, boot oh, cut. It's gonna drive me crazy. I hate <laughs> What are they called? Chinos. 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 Anybody know what chinos, chinos. are? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're khakis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're khaki jeans. Because khakis have to be khaki. No, they don't. Chinos can be. Uh, <laughs> Not oh. necessarily. Oh, oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's right, listeners. This is what you're here for. Search it. So you're telling me that the namesake of khaki pants yeah. is not what khakis have to be. It's it's dumb. Now he's true. Now he's gonna look it up and he's gonna bombard our Discord chat. Are we saying that khakis is a brand and not just a No, color? a style. Are we saying it's a style? Khakis is a style. It's not a brand. Okay. Yeah. Can you can you have gray? khakis listeners i'm glad you joined us for this crossover (laughs) fashion episode so we see these three people walking down the sidewalk you just see Um, bill's character like the pants keep like (laughs) switching out like somebody's like swiping on an iphone to select different pants for bill as he's walking it's a character creation screen (laughs) yeah (laughs) it is definitely a character creation screen Uh, but he ends up with some chinos and penny loafers and a button-up shirt. I'm um, glad I didn't say banana hammock because that was what I was <laughs> going oh, Whenever you're naming different pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we see these three people walking down the street. Um, and it is 
early evening. Um, so traffic on the sidewalk is light, but traffic in the street is heavy. Uh, and while you three are walking, why? What? It was. It, it sounded like she's neat on the. What is it? And freaking the sheets. <laughs> a jetty on the streets and a Sith in the sheets, baby. Yeah. And me and Carrie both like did this. Look at each other the minute you said. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, yeah. So as y'all are walking. We need to get off the street. We can't just be walking down the sidewalk. Are we going back to the warehouse? Yeah. The warehouse is fine. Well, we're going to have to be on the street to get to the warehouse. Well, let's go to the roofs and I'll create a bridge. Esther just squints. Esther, we've done this before. I know, it just seems counterproductive. Well, how would you like to remain hidden? Same way we always do. Which is not always the roofs. How else do we remain hidden other than not going out? Um, it's nighttime, so we stay in the shadows. Well, I definitely thought it was morning, so if it is nighttime, then <laughs> it's early evening. <laughs> okay. Then you are correct. <laughs> we duck into an alley. Okay. Uh, you duck into an alley, uh, and as you do so, Faye, your phone starts to ring. I answer it. Okay. Uh, uh, hey, uh, Faye, uh, it's Mohammed. Uh, do you, are, do you have a second? Of course, Mohammed, what's up? Uh, well, I... <clears throat> Esther throws her hands in the air like, aren't we supposed to be getting off the street and moving <laughs> along and you're gonna stop and answer your phone? She doesn't say all that. She just has her hands yes. in the air like... Her gestures are very uh, verbal. For the first <laughs> time in the series, Faye stops, turns to Esther, and rolls her eyes. Oh. How the tables have turned. <laughs> Bill steps between Faye and Esther. <laughs> uh, to de-escalate the situation. Yeah, so Mohammed keeps talking. Um, yeah, well, uh, I knew you wanted me to... <clears throat> Hold on a second. <coughs> Muhammad, are you okay? Uh, Do you need a healing potion? No, I'm fine. I, uh, I've got a cold. It's been hitting me for like two years. <laughs> Anyways, I, uh, I have a contact who's been uh, keeping an eye out for the rat back activity. Uh, they saw some people acting kind of shady in an alleyway right off of Andre Boulevard. They seem to be awfully short and wearing brown hoodies. Kind of weird. I'd check it out myself, but Woodard and I are currently staking out a swindling councilman. Once we catch him accepting bribes from the pharmaceutical reps that have been buying him off, I'll, uh, I'll rush over to help with anything that needs doing. Okay, that's great. And where did you say they were? Uh, they're, uh, in that alleyway right off of, uh, Andre Boulevard. Okay, uh, we'll go grab him. Tell Woodard I say hi. Will do. Alright, bye. Adios. <laughs> and, uh, as you hang up the phone, we transition 
to Andrade Boulevard. Um, you see the alleyway that Mohammed had alerted you to, and you see there is a beat up uh, car with mismatched color doors and uh, mismatched tires parked on the street. You see some movement in the alleyway, but from where you are, you can't make out details. What do y'all do? Hello? You say hello into the alleyway, and the movement stops. Faye takes some small steps cautiously forward. Okay. I'm on the roof. I am standing with my back towards the alley so that I can see if anything's coming. Okay. Like, are you standing in the alley or, like, up against the wall? Up against the wall with one leg bent. Nice. Very iconic. Mm -hmm. So, Faye, as you step into this alleyway, and Bill, from your perch up on the roof, uh, you can see into the alleyway, and you see, like Mohammed described, you see these figures that are very short, and they're wearing brown hoodies. But as you kind of look, they're not exactly hoodies. They're, they look more like burlap sacks that have been thrown up over their heads. And you see some taller people with them. Uh, these people look to be adult-sized. Oddly enough, one of them is wearing huge shoes, like comically oversized clown shoes. And you see them all kind of talking and mingling about And behind them, you see a well, a stone well, seemingly plucked out of a uh, out of a fairy tale story, slapped in amongst the trash cans and trash bags in this alleyway. And from the well comes this mist, the mist that is always pervading this city. And you three have encountered such wells before but you see these figures about a dozen of them mixed between the adult figures and these uh, small childlike figures in burlap sack hoods but you see these about a dozen or so figures what do you do Faye had been going into the alley under the assumption um, that there were just three rat pack children so she had been like in her teacher kind of mode, like bending over, walking slowly and cautiously, and the minute she sees the adult figures and the well, she straightens up and pulls her maypole just at the ready. Not aggressively or anything that anyone could tell, but she has it in her hand. Um, and she- what, When you say maypole, what does that mean? What, what is happening? Remember, you're describing your character as it for the first time. Thank you. Yes, so Faye has a maypole that can is basically an extendable staff that she can use for fighting and combat. Um, and so basically she just kind of holds it maybe a quarter of the way extended in her palm. So she's feeling the edge of it right on the center of her palm um, and she's ready to fling it open if need be. Okay. And she whispers into the comms. There's a well and about a dozen people. It looks very similar to the time we all passed out in the water treatment plant. Bill, can you get a look from the roof? 
Yeah, I want it. <laughs> Bill is going to maneuver around the roof, trying to look at it from the other side of the of the entrance of the alleyway, where I'm kind of looking over them. Yeah. What do I see, David? The same thing, but I would say from your perspective, you see one of these adult figures is like stuck midway between helping one of these smaller figures out of the well. Hmm. It looks like they're pulling they're pulling them out of the well. What? Do they look uh, do they look aggressive? Or scary? Dangerous. Dangerous is the word. Do they look dangerous? <laughs> I mean, uh, I'd have to get closer. Hold one second. And with that, I have to get used to these new powers, David. Yeah, you do. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, I know exactly how I would do this with my tattoos. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I could just throw myself down. All right. And with that, Bill attempts to look for a way down. And hopes he finds a fire escape or something is what Bill attempts to do. In the city, there's always a fire escape nearby. Perfect. So I try I sneak my way down the fire escape just to get a to get closer to these people to see if I see any discerning marks or symbols on the clothes that they're wearing. To see if I could maybe hear the things that they're saying to each other. Definitely. I'm trying to think if this would be an investigate or sneak around. I guess it would come down to, like, what is your purpose? Are you trying to be sneaky or are you trying to get information? Well, here's where it gets very confusing because I'm trying to get information while being sneaky. Okay. Um, I, like, I, I'm, I'm being sneaky. Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, go ahead and roll and investigate. So what tags could you add to this roll? Ooh, this is not going to be good. All right. So I get one tag per logos or mythos. No, you can use as many as that's you want. Right. Just put a cap at three. Okay. Well, let's say I add two. I'm going to say uh, risk taker and stay focused. Okay. So go ahead and roll and 2d6 with plus two with an investigate move. Oh. oh. All right. So I got a seven total seven okay so on a seven through nine you get two clues what are your two clues what questions do you want to ask me my the question that i want to ask you is are there any discerning symbols on the clothing of the people that would clue me in as to what faction they're a part of right like i know yeah 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 that would be my first clue and uh what I'd be looking for and the second clue I'm looking for is what kind of things are they saying that I can hear that can give me insight into what exactly it is that they're doing okay so as you kind of lower yourself down onto this fire escape and start tenderfootedly coming down the uh, the metal grating you hear or first of all let's answer your first question what do you see uh, you see uh, like I said these burlap sacks thrown up over these child-sized figures but underneath the burlap you see bright colors jackson could you tell me what color they would see let me pull up the picture hold on one second yeah <laughs> i'm so excited these are jackson's brain children by the way <laughs> you have your choices of green red and yellowish 
colors. Okay. Uh, could I say there's a mix of those colors? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, you see... <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so, underneath the burlap sacks, you see alternating colors of red and yellow and green. That's what you see on the child-sized figures. On the adult-sized figures, the most notable thing you see is these huge clown shoes on one dude. And they have hoodies thrown up over their face. But I think as you're looking, you see one of these figures, their jaw is protruding from out underneath their hood. And you see, like, the street light glint off of their chin as if off of metal. Hmm. And that is what you see. What you hear is uh, these small childlike figures uh, making grunting noises and (laughs) uh, especially the one that's being pulled out of the well and you hear one of the adult figures say welcome to this side the boss is going to be ready to see you soon and then you hear one of the childlike figures (laughs) ready to get started (laughs) and that is the snippet of conversation you hear before your new powers, which you don't properly have a hold of, flare up. Uh, I'm going to use the 7 through 9 option to expose you to danger, Bill, because as you are listening, you take a misstep on one of the steps. You are so used to your old powers. And once you lost those powers, you realized that, like, your feet used to barely touch the ground. So walking now feels clumsy to you. And as you're taking a step down, you catch your loafers on one of the stairs and you go to stumble. And as you just reflexively reach out to catch yourself, your powers flare up and you feel this wind start to circulate around you and it pushes you up and out over the alleyway into the air and you begin to fall down towards the alleyway right into the middle of all these figures as this is happening there is a loud as bill like flies off and hits the stairs and the metal grating as he flies out into the air Faye, you see this mm-hmm. what are you doing can i see i imagine there are plants in the alley in the city, there are always plants Thank in you. alleys. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say, like, you know how on the edges of an alley there may be, like, weeds mm-hmm, and stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Esther's already rolling her eyes at me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to create a hammock, basically, for Bill to fall into. Ooh, interesting. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I think... Oh, gosh. Do I want to make you roll for this? Gosh, I don't know. Do you think... What do you think? Is this a change the game because you're trying to give Bill a, a benefit? Or do you want to, like, use help points to, like, aid him on his face danger roll? Or are you just literally just trying to catch him? I just want to catch him. Okay. I can't think of, like, a mechanical... Like, if you fail, this will, this will happen. So, go ahead. Describe for us. What does this look like as Faye creates this vine hammock for bill so Faye is kind of on the other side of this group that bill was on 
And so she sees all of this happen and like instant panic sets in and she takes a step forward and grounds herself and you see the weeds on either side of the alley shoot up and then kind of arch over and connect and think of like the really kind of small leaf weeds that are softer um and so they like mesh together and as bill falls they would like give way a little bit Mm -hmm. and then he would be in this hammock of weeds yeah so you conjure these this clover and vine hammock Bill catches and it bends a little and then goes back up as Bill is in this hammock suspended above everybody else. The figures in the alleyway look up and then look at you and then look at the vines that have suddenly come out of nowhere above them and they start to scramble towards you, Faye. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode one of Misconceptions Cross Sins of a Father, a world-spanning crossover event between two titans of actual play podcast material. How was that? Was that good? Do you think we can put that in the theatrical release trailer? Do you think we can we do it now? Anyways, uh, welcome everybody. I hope that you are having lots of fun listening to this crossover episode. Uh, It was a lot of fun to record. In fact, recording these crossover episodes was the most fun that I have had recording in quite some time. It was a blast. I am so glad that you are finally able to listen to it, and I hope that y'all will really enjoy it. Uh, And because of the nature of this crossover, you know, combining two different shows, the release schedule for this crossover series will be a little bit different. Of course, the first episode you are listening to right now is on the Misconceptions feed. Episode 2 will be coming out on the Sins of the Father feed. Episode 3 will be on the Misconceptions feed. And Episode 4 will wrap it all up on the Sins of the Father feed. And I hope that you stick around for all four of those episodes as they will be releasing every Monday through the month of March. Except for the 29th, because, I mean, I already said there's only four episodes. There's five Mondays in March. So the 29th, there's not going to be an episode, because it was, it was just four, it was four. There's only four episodes. This arc is four episodes long. Also, I just wanted to say, happy anniversary, everybody. It is Misconception's fourth anniversary. We have been doing this show for four years and it's crazy to think that all this started just because uh tessa zach jaime and i sat down one halloween night to play a random adventure of a random game that i'd found on kickstarter and now look at us the longest running city of mist actual play podcast we have a new DD podcast we have grown so much we have met so many people the stories that we have been able to tell because you have made it possible for us to tell them. Thank you so much 
for listening to misconceptions for listening to sins of the father for giving us the the drive to continue to make this great content for you to listen to happy anniversary everybody i didn't get a card because there's too many of you however what i did get everybody was a special anniversary gift throughout the month of march we are going to be running a pre-order on a special poster that will commemorate this crossover event this poster was designed by arthur tien who you might know from his amazing artwork on monster prom the uh, fun monster dating sim but he did the art for our poster and he took the characters from misconceptions the characters from sins of the father and he also took some side characters from both shows and he put them together into this poster to make it this just this amazing theatrical looking poster that is so so cool like i said we are going to be running a pre-order through the month of march in 2021 so if you're listening after march 2021 sorry this pre-order deal is kind of done but if you would like to pre-order this poster there is a link in the show notes go ahead and click that link it'll take you to a google form and fill that out if you would like to order one of these posters unfortunately right now the only orders we are able to process are paypal orders so um, if you don't have a paypal we're sorry we we can't really send you one of these right now but maybe in the future you'll be able to get one of these because the idea i have is for us to take the proceeds from this pre-order for the poster and to put it towards finally launching our website. Launching a website where all things misconceptions and sins of the father can be found and also where a online store can be found and this poster will be in that store. So if you don't get in on this uh, pre-order right now, hopefully we'll get enough money to make a website and you can order it there. And also, there will be a lot of other cool misconceptions and Sins of the Father merch for you to buy at that store. That will be revealed later. So, if you want this poster, it is so, so cool, you guys. It is so cool that we got Arthur TN to make this poster and bring these characters to life in a new and fun way. If you want this poster, click that link, order that poster, and help us launch our website to celebrate our fourth anniversary. As you know, we also have a Patreon, and we are currently trying to get to $500 a month on our Patreon. At that level, we are going to be able to pay Marlo and Tessa and myself for the episodes that we edit and for the work that we put in uh, after hours to make this show sound as good as it is. And Marlo is the editor for Sins of the Father, and she's doing the editing for this crossover series so if you like the sound effects and the music that marlo's putting in and you think that she deserves a pay raise just like i do go ahead and go to our patreon help us reach our 500 a month goal and speaking of our patreon i have two people i would like to give a very special patreon shout out to the first being mike sterling mike sterling thank you so much for supporting us and also thank you for having a very cool 80s action hero name. Hey, I'm Mike Sterling. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. 
and I'm all out of ass. Did I nail it? Was that a good was that a good impression of you, Mike? I hope it was. And I hope that you know how much we appreciate you supporting the show. I would also like to give a shout out to Jesse Harder. Jesse, I've heard so much about you and I have yet to meet you. Jesse is a mutual friend. Er, we have a mutual friend and they're cool. And anyways, Jesse, I'm so glad that you are enjoying the show. Thank you so, so much for supporting our show. Uh, and I hope that we continue to make awesome content that you like. Thank you to all of our patrons, past and future and present, for the dedication to this show that you have and for the money that you give us every month so that we can continue to make this show and continue to make this show better and better and better. Well, that's enough out of me. I've rambled on way too long. Let's get back to the crossover episode. Esther hears the commotion, and mm-hmm. so she, like, sticks her head, like, into the alley, like, what <laughs> Hey, guys, the- what's going on? <laughs> no, not not really Mickey Mouse-like as much <laughs> as uh, she's like, what the hell, man? Mm-hmm. So. You stick your head in, and you see this about a dozen figures rushing towards Faye, and you see Bill lounging in a hammock. <laughs> <laughs> I put my hand on my gun that's at my waist. Okay. They continue to scramble towards Faye. I'm just wanting to see what happens, but... Okay. When you say scramble, do you mean Like eggs. (laughs) Am I seeing 12 people running at me like the beginning of a war scene in a movie where, like, both sides are like, Whoa! Yep. Okay. Um... (laughs) In that case, I am going to run to the edge of the alley... And arguably, there is a business. They've planted bushes right outside, and I'm going to extend the bushes to be a wall at the end of the alley. Okay, okay. Um, Let's do a go toe-to-toe, because I think you're trying to outrun your pursuers right now. Okay. So 2d6 plus what tags will you use for this? Do you want me to try to build the bush yet and use those tags or no uh, let's do it all this tags. yeah um i'm going to well use... no 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 this whole role will be you trying to get outside and create the okay, okay, wall okay. of bushes so, acrobatic mastery okay um plant growth um i got a 12 a 12 please describe for us how you deftly avoid your pursuers since I'm already kind of in that panic mode of we haven't made ourselves aware, Faith sees everyone turn and start running towards her, and she turns and starts running towards Esther and yells over the comms, coming your way, which is not that far. Um, mm-hmm. So Esther probably hears it in person. And she gets out of the alleyway and, like, turns, spins next to Esther um, as the bushes, like, close off. Mm-hmm. the alleyway and then she casually leans back mimicking Esther's stance of one leg up against the wall <laughs> Esther turns to her flying under the radar huh yeah it didn't go as planned <laughs> meanwhile on the other side of the bushes <laughs> meanwhile on the other side of the bushes Bill you are suspended above 
the alleyway and some of these smaller figures turn up and look at you and you see them like start grabbing for things inside their cloak <laughs> uh, and they're shouting and like pointing up at where Bill is suspended and you hear them gibbering and shouting to each other. What do you do? Okay. Am I, did I land on my back in the uh, hammock or on my front in the hammock? Uh, however you want to. Oh, God. <laughs> there's no there. There's no graceful escape from a hammock, as many of no, you No, there is really not. not. So, I'm try- so I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get out of it. The- uh, I guess I will see these tiny and adult figures scrambling to do me harm and say, so no chance at diplomacy then. What? Are they, what? Are they, how do they respond to that? Get him, get him. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I guess it can't hurt at this point. If if uh, the wind powers got me into this mess, maybe they can get me out. So I'm gonna try to get up and stand in the hammock without falling down, and then kind of levitate myself or bring myself back over to the fire escape so I can get my uh, myself on solid ground. Okay. Why don't you roll a take the risk? to do this. These mm. powers are new. We're just trying to get things messy. Of course. That's the only way something happens in City of Mist, is if you roll a less than 7 or a 7 through 9. I'm going to vote for uh, Marlo to do the next thing and not the Wizards of the Coast because they failed me in their dice rolling out. <laughs> uh so okay, I'll use elemental mastery, and we're we're trying not to use the same thing over and over, right? For yeah. sequences. Okay. So yeah. So I'll just have a plus one. Okay. Oh my. <laughs> okay. I rolled a six. All right. So Bill, as you try to push yourself off of the hammock over to the fire escape, how do you not get there? This makes that narratively. I'm glad that the dice are doing this because it makes sense. It really does. Mm. Brand new powers. Who does? Uh, so I will say the the kerfuffle starts when I stand up in a hammock and I'm immediately like leaning back and forth. I wish the listeners could see my video feed, but they can't. <laughs> uh, so I'm like leaning back and forth, trying not to fall, and I just basically uh, kind of fall forward towards the little people. And the big mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. and uh, in haste, I try to kind of push myself over to the uh, <laughs> push myself over to the fire escape. But mm-hmm. as I'm like falling and spinning, I actually don't remember which way that is. <laughs> so I actually push myself over uh, the other direction, and I launch myself exactly the way that I wanted to into a brick wall. Oof, and uh, okay. so I hit that, and that I can kind of slow my descent, but it's just. It's just a slow tumble towards these angry little creatures. Okay. And that's and that's what's happening. Yeah, so you smack into the wall and fall down, and as you're falling down, uh, you hit the ground, and these small figures swarm over you, and you see them produce knives and start just stabbing at you. I want you to roll a face danger against a... Let's see, this is... Uh, Let's say a cut up two status. So what could you add to avoid a cut up two status? Uh, tattoo tower shield. Nope. <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to use martial arts and I'm going to try oh god this is difficult I'm going to talk my way out of anything and use martial arts when they're distracted <laughs> hey guys so why don't be you like, put those knives away so, so, hold on, hold on. so I feel like any group of people you can get to pause for at least half a second by screaming hold on a bunch <laughs> uh huh and then I'm going to take advantage of that half a second uh -huh. to, to to tumble at, out of the group that's encircling me. And then we'll figure out what we're going to do after that when the time comes. But I'm trying to get out of immediate danger. Yes. Uh, please roll face danger with the sand. plus two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's no way I can roll a five three times in a row. I mean... <laughs> I know that's a gambler's yeah, now fallacy. Now you said it. <laughs> but, haha. Okay. So I got I got a ten. Okay. I got a ten. So uh, describe first how you tumble out of the way. Okay. So I see these little creatures producing their tiny knives, and I just put both my hands and I scream, "Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on!" And they all come to a stop. <laughs> and then I tumble back and push up over the little I don't know how tall they are I'm assuming not very tall kind of over the back of them and I just kind of start <laughs> start running away a little bit to gather my bearings so that's uh, evasive maneuvers okay that's what happens <laughs> yeah um, meanwhile at the mouth of the alleyway uh, we see one of the adult size figures kind of take this huge flourish and jump towards the bush and as they come their hands go out to the sides, over their head, come to the waist, and as it comes from their waist, they are holding a burning torch, it looks like. They hold it up to their mouth, and as they exhale, this flame flares out towards the uh, bush wall. Faye, your bush wall very quickly is starting to go up in flames. What do you two do, Esther and Faye, at the mouth of the alley? Esther pulls her gun out at this point and points it at the person with the flaming torch. Okay, so we have this scene as like, as the burning bushes fade away, we see Esther standing at the mouth of the alleyway with a revolver pointed directly at this person. Give me one reason not to shoot. She normally I don't think she has a first, reason. But yeah. <laughs> Too late! <laughs> the bar explodes. I'm really trying not to kill these people in case they're the <laughs> children that are supposed to join well, us. Well, that's why I said give me one reason not yes. to shoot. Uh, you see one of the hooded figures produce like a rifle from their back and point it at you and say, you give me one good reason. Pop off a shot, but not one that's meant to harm. Okay, so... <laughs> You're going to shoot somebody, but you don't want to give them owies. Well, I don't know that I... I don't know that I'm actually going to like aim it at somebody so much as I'm like just firing off a shot so are you trying to intimidate them are you trying to intimidate them not to attack you yeah I guess so okay just think of what happened to Hamilton's son that's all I have to say <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um well okay I don't <laughs> Just this will let the sky white. Um, I feel like Esther would shoot, but 
I don't want to mess up the story. Nope. Did, there is no way you can mess up a story that we're making together. It's character knowledge versus player knowledge. Yep. Just do it. Esther shoots. All right. Uh, this sounds like a hit with all you've got. I'm going to use my rifle. Oh my God. <laughs> rifle? I got a rifle too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use my pistol. Esther just starts pulling just giant guns. We just keep escalating the situation as we pull up different firearms from our backpack. She pulls out a pacifist rifle. <laughs> I pull out my gun. Yes. And, um... Now I'm thinking of the Looney Tune-esque situation where we just keep pulling out, like, my disintegrating ray. <laughs> I guess that's really the only... All right, roll a go or hit with all I've got with a plus one. Nine. A nine. So you're hitting them with a tier one status, uh, so gunshot wound one, uh, and as you shoot, uh, that person that talked to you, um, oh, oh, damn. Whenever you first attack... Don't look at my cheat sheet. Whenever you first attack this character, you take a gunshot three status. So as you shoot at him, he pulls it real quick, fires at you. You take a gunshot wound three status. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and uh, the person with the burning torch in their hand flourishes again and then takes a wide sweeping breath to encase both you and Faye in a plume of fire. I would like both of you to roll a... Da, 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 da. Uh, face danger against an extensive burns 3 status. You're going to kill Esther first. Four no, minutes. Esther doesn't die. <laughs> is it three ticks or three? It is up to three. The number three. Um, I want to use my acrobatic mastery. Okay. One, to roll out of the way. Two, if I could knock Esther out of the way with me, that'd be great. If but you want to do that, use that. a help point. Um, I don't know if I have one. Hang on, let me check. I, because I think I... I am it. almost certain that you used all of them for that very big thing. And you didn't let me give her nope. <laughs> one last time because you're the worst. So. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so just plus one. Okay. And I got six, not a nine. That's, uh, ten. Ten, okay. So you tumble out of the way of the plume of fire. Uh, Esther, what about you? I have to... I'm gonna use my wings to try to, like, dodge it, like, go up. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, can I... <laughs> it's been a while. Can I react before it happens? <gasps> and jump up? Yes, you may react before it happens and use your giant owl wings. So face danger with a plus two. Does my minus, does my gunshot wound play into this? Did he shoot my wing, damn it? <laughs> you did not shoot your wing, damn it. Thank God. Okay. So that doesn't count. Nah, it doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, Gary. I'm so sorry. So five. I rolled a three. I got okay. So as Faye tumbles out of the way expertly, uh, Esther wings. I shoot my wings out, yep. and they end up in the flames. 
Mm, yeah, so you are encased in fire. You take a, uh, what did I say? Something. I think Extensive three. burns three status. Uh, so as Faye tumbles out of the way, Faye, or Esther is on fire. Bill is tumbling away from these people with knives. All of a sudden, there is the sound of rushing wind. Bill, you feel it first. But it is as if this entire alleyway is filled with a strong gust of wind. You turn around, you feel your clothes being grabbed by the wind. You turn around and you see uh, the mist is being pulled back into this well. Faster and faster and faster. And Bill, you feel yourself pulled towards the well. You try to grab for something to latch onto, but you can't. And you grab onto the well as you are being sucked into it. And then here comes these half dozen tiny figures in burlap sacks that boom, 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 pile on top of you. And they pull you screaming down into the well. Esther and Faye, uh, from where you are in the well... This wind is pulling you faster and faster. Bits of trash and litter is being pulled into this well. You see uh, these adult figures kind of grab onto trash cans, grab onto the side of the wall. Esther, as you are screaming and flailing with the flames, uh, you barely notice as the wind catches your wings and pulls you towards the well, and you disappear into its depths. And Faye, uh, how does Faye get sucked in? Um... Faye, seeing everybody else go in, especially seeing Esther on fire, mm-hmm. being ripped by air, runs with. Okay, yeah, so you run past these adult figures that are holding on, and you jump into the air, kind of going maybe into a dive, as if you're flying into a pool. You go with the wind current and disappear into this mist-filled well, and the camera follows you and goes into blackness. And as the camera comes back up, Jackson. Do you feel really cool right now after doing that? What? (laughs) 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 It's all relaxed. (laughs) It's so relaxed. There's a small source of light that pops up out of the darkness with a very familiar voice. Litany! As we see three children, not four, are standing ankle deep in the sewers of a city on the run from the city guard itself. And seeing the dark surroundings all around them, you watch as the little wizard boy faints. <laughs> I look at Ricket as he falls to the ground uh, with a splash. You see this, the the camera focuses on him and as it it pans up to this, uh, you see these like brown leather boots up to these brown leather pants and this white flowing shirt. A braid comes down over the left side of her chest uh, and this very lanky sort of awkward looking teenage girl bends down the camera follows her face she's like "Ah, he fainted what else did we expect huh 
next to her is a a bit taller um, copper scaled dragonborn wearing very fancy clothes albeit a little wet and a little bit tattered in places from diving into the sewers here um oh just leave him he's just gonna slow us down leave him we can't leave him why I mean, if they catch him, they'll put him in jail. Or worse. Why should I care? Well, if it was you that fainted, would you want us to leave you? Well, no, but... Fine. I sort of slide my arms up underneath his to kind of... Up, up under his um, armpits to kind of pull him up. Uh, so that his at least his head is above the water. <laughs> um sort of brush the whatever yucky has gotten on him off of his face and look at him. Uh, oh, I don't, not sure I can carry him very far. Ugh. Uh, fine. And I hook an arm underneath one of his uh, armpits. Kind of lift him up a little bit. Yeah, I'll take the other side. <laughs> and as this uh, little boy is lifted up out of the water, you see a little pale boy with huge thick round glasses uh curly shaggy red hair he has khaki riding uh breeches and leather boots he has a blue riding cloak over his shoulders uh he has a wizard's cap that is exceedingly too big for his small child head uh, and next to him, floating in the sewage, is a huge spell book and a wand that is faintly, or brightly, I guess, brightly glowing at the tip. Uh, and as you pull Ricket out of the water... Uh, oh, oh, uh, um, where are we? Oh, good, you're awake. Get up, and I let go of him. He immediately falls back into the sewage. <laughs> I think Yvalia hasn't let go of him, so she kind of stumbles and falls with him into the sewage, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I... Uh, it was a, a lot. Yeah, it, it's okay. Uh, let's get moving, though. Uh, we don't... We don't know what's down here, do we? I, I, I w w would uh, assume that there is uh, uh, rats uh, down here. Uh, hopefully there's n uh, nothing bigger. Oh, rats and, and other things, From if the stories are to be believed. This is just the stories! Oh, don't worry, you'll be fine. He just kind of, like, grins at him evilly. <laughs> and... The three of you notice that your much more muscular companion and his eagle are nowhere to be seen. As you hear faintly echoing off of the tunnel walls the sound of an eagle screech, and your companion Yavo's voice shout out, Hey! Did you guys see Nunu go this way? I think he went this way! Hold on! Uh, where is he going? Uh, I, I suppose we, we, we should follow him, right? I mean, do we even know which way he went? 
no, I, I was face down in sewage. Maybe we're better off without him because uh, he was the one that killed the guy. <laughs> oh god, I, I, I was hoping that, that that was just part of a bad dream. No, it definitely happened. A guy definitely died. Oh god. <laughs> we need to find my family. They can explain this away and get me out of trouble. You guys, I don't care. You can go to jail for all I care. Oh dear. Uh, Rickett stoops down to pick up his wand and his spell book. It is uh, soggy, wet, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and has a very uh, odorous substance Yeah, smeared across the front of it. <laughs> uh, Rickett is going to kind of wipe it away with his little hand and clutch his soggy spell book up against his chest uh, in a way that is comforting to him. As you clutch the spell book, much like you would a oversized teddy bear, the three of you hear the faint splashing of footsteps echoing from in front of you. It, it, is that is that Yabo? Does it sound like more than one foot, one pair of footsteps? Yes. I think that's more than just Yabo. Is it the, the, the guards? I don't know, but I don't think we should stay here. Is there anywhere to go that's not in the direction of these footsteps? No. Narratively, for some reason, there doesn't seem to <laughs> <laughs> I pull my loot around front. It is a just a normal loot it, it's got some inlays of gold it's lacquered um, stained in a dark wood and ready my fingers on it to, to play something to, to get these people away from us if they happen to be bad I pull a dagger from my side with a nice polished white handle and kind of ready myself kind of crouching in a way to try to get as, in as much shadow as possible. Uh, Rickett hides behind his friends and his poop-covered spellbook. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Can you back up another step or two? Oh, oh so, so, sorry. I take a few steps back. So, you see what looks like Will Smith from the live-action remake of Aladdin. <laughs> I'm just I go. like it already. Perfect. <laughs> He's wearing chinos, not khakis. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. And uh, I say everything about this person who's running up makes sense for the time and the place that he's set in, except for a black cowboy hat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it, it might confuse some, but, but that's kind of what you're rolling with. Um, you see this owl person, like, kind of swooping down, coming to, like, a really rough landing. And she kind of stands up and, and gets her ground. Very muscular, wearing dark clothing. And you see that she has, like, a bow. Like, I don't know exactly how it would be, like, strapped on. But... Uh, a hand uh, crossbow is like a... Okay, well... 
If you want a bow, we can make it a bow. Um, no, it's A fine. hand crossbow looks like this. Oh, yeah! <laughs> what, what the hell, what Christian? Why do you just have yeah. a hand crossbow? See, and she has a, she has a hand crossbow in her hand. Ha. Huh? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's very um, muscular, athletic build. And lastly, but certainly not least, you see a tall, skinny woman. You see this woman with um, pointy ears and an ivy-type flower crown on her head, and then she has a green long dress of sorts and green knee-high boots with long sleeves and everything is very nature-oriented and she seems very comfortable and at peace. Uh, Vartosh, like, sees them come around the corner and then, like, stands up straight, walks straight up to the owl person Oh, good, you're here. These two are murderers. Please arrest them. (laughs) End of episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Misconceptions Cross Sins of the Father. Episode 2 of this crossover series will be released on March 8th over on the Sins of the Father feed. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter if you have either of those social media accounts. You can also email us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com. And also, we have a Discord. If you would like to chat with us directly or chat with other fans of the shows, you can click that Discord link in the show notes to join our Discord. This show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. You can click the link below and give any amount to help us reach our $500 a month amount. City of Mist is an RPG by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconceptions theme music was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. Misconceptions is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. And that's it for this week. Jackson will be greeting you next week with the next episode of this crossover series. Have a good one, and keep it nerdy, y'all. might know gross please marlo cut that out oh god it smells awful marlo oh god my burp it's in my face oh it does not smell
good. Um, let me take this again. Yabble. Oh, God, that was meaty. No.